Hey, welcome to Movie Dustin Podcast, another show on the internet where a dude tells his opinion about movies even though no one asked. On this show, I like to talk about movies new and old, and my thoughts on them, and if I have any, any personal connections to them. So let's get started. Alright, episode 2 of the Movie Dustin Podcast. Thank you to everybody that listened to the first episode and sent your messages, comments, giving me a bunch of feedback, suggestions, criticisms. It really means a lot. I'm still pretty new to the whole podcasting thing, and I'm probably I still have a lot to learn to go along, and I'm hoping I get better. But still starting out, doing the best I can. So hopefully that people enjoy that kind of the rawness of it. <laughs> and going into episode two, I was thinking I need to talk about something that I could easily talk about, something that's from my childhood. You know, kind of like how King Kong was. Something I can kind of talk more in depth about my personal connection to it and I guess what better movie to talk about than the live action Inspector Gadget movie directed by David Kalog and starring Matthew Broderick Go Go Gadget Chopper Walt Disney Pictures presents Inspector Gadget Oh man, we're to begin with this movie. I mean, I know I just said that I'm hoping that this episode's better than the first one. I can already tell you that's probably not going to be because you're you're going to have to listen to me ramble about this movie. This movie's hard to talk about, okay? Like long story short, this movie is pretty garbage. It's nothing like the cartoon. Matthew Broderick is horribly miscast as Inspector Gadget. And everything about it is so weird and like there's so many odd sexual jokes that like are so out of place for a kids movie but the reason why this this movie holds a special place in my heart even still to this day is a little fact about me when i was let's see this movie came out in 1999 so i was probably five at the time so i was about five or six if i can think of any movie that is a definition of that is my childhood it is sadly this movie so i believe one of my earliest visceral memories of being at the movie theater was seeing this movie with my dad i remember there's that scene near the end when inspector gadget okay spoilers i i know everybody nobody cares about spoilers for inspector gadget but for anyone out there, this is going to be heavily spoil, heavy spoil talks. So it's the scene near the end where Inspector Gadget, um, he gets like the chip taken out of him and he's sitting in the garbage bin, right? And they do that thing where love, <laughs> love is the thing that make, brings him back to life, which is <laughs> one of my favorite cliches in kid movies. Oh my God. But they, love brings him back and he comes back and he gets in the gadget mobile and the sunset sunrise is coming up and they speed off. I have visceral memories of remembering that, of remembering that scene at the theater. And, and something about this movie just connected with me so much as a kid. Like it's, it's weird. Like I was the definition of obsessed with this movie like if you ask anybody in my family like about me and Spectre Gadget they will go on about how I was in love 
with this movie. And he's got a gadget of his own. <gasps> An evil gadget. It looks so real. <laughs> Robo gadget. <laughs> he looks just like me. Robo gadget apparently has gone berserk in the downtown Riverton area. Reports indicate that he's already caused a major traffic accident. I'm pretty sure the reason why I was so obsessed with Inspector Gadget as a kid is probably due because he's like a really cool character in concept. He's like a pr private investigator type character. He uh, he has any gadget at his disposal and just he has a cool car and his costume is so cool. Like the trench coat with the hat and the tie. I just... I. I just have a thing for that type of costume because it just looks classy, right? You know? And as a kid, I would try to dress up like him. There are photos of me with my piss-poor attempt at trying to dress up as Inspector Gadget because all I had at the time was just, like, this little suit with a, with a little tie, and I had, like, a black hat with, like, stripe, a, kind of a striped thing on it. It looked nothing like Inspector Gadget, but it was the closest thing I could get to dressing like Inspector Gadget. And I would dress up like that as all, all the time. Usually while I watch the movie, I remember Easter, I dressed up as that. And there's a picture of little kid me with my cousin, of me dressed up like that. And I feel like after saying that, people are going to be like, I want to see that photo. <laughs> Walt Disney Pictures presents a hero. You know how to dance, don't you? That was taking lessons. Shut up and dance! Who's got gizmos up the wazoo. I guess I should try and talk about the movie a little bit. Okay, so obviously as a kid I was obsessed with this movie. As you just heard me ramble on about. And I remember just a long period in time where I didn't watch this movie... But it was one of those things where I'm like, oh, you know, it, it's a movie I watched as a kid. And even though if it's not not good, I'll probably still enjoy it, right? You know, like, we live my childhood and re-watching it, it's just that slow realization of, was I really this dumb as a kid, right? <laughs> just... One thing I found out about this movie is that it was originally supposed to be about two hours long, like I think like a, I think like an hour and fifty minutes, and it's cut down to about seventy-eight minutes. I, apparently, due to really poor test screenings, which <laughs> is kind of obvious. But knowing that fact, when you watch this movie, you it moves at a pace that's so fast, and things just constantly happen, and no time to breathe. Like, you, and you find that out, you're just like, I need to see this two-hour cut, because there's really no introduction to any of the characters. The movie starts out in this dream sequence, and it expects you to know everybody already, already and you don't, and it's kind of like, what's going on? And within the first ten minutes, um, John Brown, who's Inspector Gadget, played by Matthew Broderick, goes to his job... His crush, who's like this, who's the daughter of the scientist dude that's working with robotics, gets their research stolen and her dad killed. He goes after Dr. Claw, played by Rupert Everett, which I'll get into him in a moment. <laughs> um, he kills her dad and then he chases after him. His car crashes and then John Brown, Inspector Gadget's car, explodes. <laughs> 
and then he turns into Inspector Gadget, and this happens within a span of like 10 minutes before we even get a good grasp of who these characters are. Oh god. Uh, just watch. The thing is, this movie's not even funny bad. It's just boring bad. Like, none of the jokes really work. Any jokes that that make, do make you laugh are kind of in that awkward sense of, like, they thought that was a good idea. Like, they're, when, like when Inspector Gadget is training, there's this really weird racist scene where there's this dude that's, like, a very stereotypical Indian guru who's like, you need to visualize your goal, and he puts down these little metal balls, and he's just like, you need to visualize your goal of attaining the balls, and the joke is, LOL, Inspector Gadget is blindfolded, he reaches his hands, and he crushes his testicles. It's like, this is a movie aimed at kids. Like, and there's real, and there's another joke, because the research, um, Brenda, I, Michelle, Michelle Trackenberg, I think that's how you pronounce her name, um, the, the thing that gets stolen from her is this robotic foot, and there's this kind of weird joke where the mayor makes, kind of makes a reference to whoever's stealing this, it has a foot fetish, and it's like, what? And then looking up the deleted footage of this movie, there's, like, premature ejaculation jokes, and I get, like, I get you want to have jokes that are, like, for the adults, you know what I mean? But at the same time, it's like, this is based off a children's cartoon, and everything kind of like in terms of the writing in terms of the characterizations are still very much like a children's cartoon like it's really trying to trying to entertain like the very youngest of kids but these jokes are just uncomfortable and then there's Rupert Everett as Dr. Claw who is he's in a different movie entirely it like he is super hamming it up, and one of the best scenes in the life, like, there's this whole backstory where he was super obese, and he got skinny, and there's this end part where, uh, Michelle Trattenberg tell tells him, like, I like you better fat, and he starts going on, like, bring on the brownies, like, oh my god, it's the funniest thing, because it's like, he's just completely hamming it up, and he's probably the easily the best part about this movie. Oh man, Matthew Broderick in this movie is just, I don't know who, what whose idea it was for that casting. He is completely out of his, he tries to do, he tries to do like a Jim Carrey-esque performance in this movie. He is like, you know, just doing all these weird facial expressions, doing like these weird noises and stuff, and it just doesn't work. Matthew Broderick I like him as an actor. I think he's really good in Fierce Blue's Day Off, of course. He was in uh, Manchester by the Sea in a small role. I thought he was really good in that. And the producers. And here, he's just awful. Like, <laughs> and you can tell that he kind of doesn't care, too, because there's, a, like, these emotional moments, like, moments where his delivery is just completely flat and uncaring. That's kind of funny. That's Sorry, my cat's jumping all over the place, so you might hear a bell jingling. But, just, oh god.
looking into the history of this movie, it's sad because it's like, oh, there could have been a cool movie with Inspector Gadget at one point because it's like, oh, what? Steven Spielberg was attached to produce this movie and he wanted Chevy Chase and Steve Martin to play Inspector Gadget? That sounds all right. What? Fairly Brothers was attached to direct this movie at one point and they wanted Jim Carrey? That makes sense. What? Martin Scorsese was considered to direct this movie? Okay, real talk. That would have been something. Martin Scorsese directing an Inspector Gadget movie? Can, can you imagine Inspector Gadget doing an opening monologue about how those were the days while, like, Gimme Shelter starts playing and Robert De Niro's the one playing Inspector Gadget? I want to live in that timeline right now. So I guess that concludes my rambling, incoherent episode of Inspector Gadget. I'm sorry. It's just, I thought I would have more to talk about with this movie, movie, but it's just so boring and so bad. And the fact that it was my <laughs> most, like, most watched movie as a kid is just embarrassing now and the fact that I still can't live it down with my family I deserve all the ridicule this movie is awful just either way that wraps it up thank you thank you for listening if you made it this far be sure to look me up on Instagram movie Dustin podcast Facebook same thing movie Dustin podcast be sure to comment any feedback suggestions for the next episode be sure to give me ratings on iTunes now. I'm on Apple Podcasts now. Woohoo! Um, so yeah, that wraps it up. Uh, thank you for listening. I'll catch you guys on the next Movie Dustin podcast. Later's.